0: Welcome to Love Your Family again and again and again and again, the podcast where we focus on parenting with love and clarity. I'm Dr. Marcy, a family culture expert who for over 20 years has been helping parents to create happy and strong families. I am so excited to be chatting with Mel today to be talking about her family because the questions that have already come up just in our correspondence to set up this podcast, make me really excited to dive into because I think when we talk about parent relationships, which is going to be the bulk of today's conversation, so much within a family shifts. So Mel, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. And I would love to just start with you sharing a bit about who your family is, who's in your
1: family, and what it looks like. Um, We have two boys, my husband and I, Jacob, um, have two boys, Mickey, who is uh, just turned 10 in May, he's about to finish fourth grade, and then JJ, who is about to turn seven at the end of July, finishing up first grade. We are a on the go family, like we have a lot of activities, our boys are very active, Mickey is on a travel soccer team, so that consumes a lot of our time. Um, A lot of soccer practices, a lot of tournaments, a lot of games that are away. Um, And then he's also in other school activities like band and chess. Um, And then there's JJ, who just has endless energy. And so he does other activities um, like rock climbing and ninja training and karate um, and Lego class. So we have a lot going on all the time. Um, which seems to work most of the time with our family. But always there's, there's you know, schedules that have to be worked out. You know, um, my husband and I both work from home full time now. Um, so... In that way, it's kind of nice that now that my husband's working from home, he can help out with some of the after-school activities. But a lot of the time we have to say, oh, we have to be in two places at once. So it's a divide and conquer type of situation. And generally, I float towards JJ and being with JJ after school. um, And he floats towards Mickey. And I can see that over time that has affected our relationships like mine with Mickey's and his with JJ in not as positive of a way as I, you know, had, had hoped for. Um, I, it never really occurred to me that it was probably doing some damage that I was spending more time with JJ and he was spending more time with Mickey. Um, and it, it just with the nature of things, it's just kind of gotten to be the point where it's like, you know, like JJ doesn't, listen to Jacob because like he's not an authoritative figure anymore in his mind. And, you know, him being younger, it's, you know, we kind of got to get that under wraps before he gets a little, you know, too, too old. Um, And with Mickey and me, it's like, while I'm his like go-to person for, you know, when he's sick, you know, he goes to me. I'm also the first person that he goes to fight with. So I'm trying to get advice on how to get back to all of us wanting to be with each other and not having, you know, JJ say, no, I want mama to go just because it's easier for him and it's easier for Jacob, (laughs) you know, or in vice versa with me and Mickey.
0: I love this question. How do we get back to all of us wanting to be together? Yes. Let's, let's dive into that. So my very first question before we problem solve it, not working. What is your go-to glitter? What are the things that you do have as a family that when you, you know, will make everybody happy? And that can be a small thing like pizza Fridays. It can be a big thing like when we go on a trip, but what's the go-to glitter that kind of glues you back together?
1: I think that if we have time on the weekends, again, it's like usually pretty limited, but if we can find a half an hour where I can just say, hey, everyone just stop, let's meet on the couch and play Mario Kart. The other thing that comes to mind is like, we'll play a game of sorry, like, we'll try to find some sort of game that we all enjoy, that doesn't take up a ton of time. So we're not stressed about it, we can relax into it. And just like, just kind of like, just have fun and like, there's no point to it. It's just like, we can forget about whatever else needs to happen and just have this fun. I mean, it does, it definitely doesn't happen once a week, you know, Um, especially now towards the end of the school year, everything's just getting, you know, see this person, see that person go to do that year end things. So it, it does take a toll, I think, if we can't fit it in as well.
0: I would say maybe the first thing to consider is how do you make that a priority? And not a every day we have to do that, although I would love it if there was a game that you could play for five minutes every day you know five minutes before dinner we sit down and we play spawn it five minutes before dinner we sit down and we play five hands of uno right like five rounds so it's not the whole game we can't get to the end of who wins but we can we can then you know paper clip the cards together and put post-its with each person's name on it and pick it back up tomorrow night
1: oh that's a good idea
0: so, we often think of games, I mean, and you said it like these games that are kind of short. Yeah. You know, Monopoly can take three hours. Yeah. So you're not starting that game. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. taking other games that you do have, even if, you know, a, a 20 minute game, sometimes you don't have that. But we can usually find five minutes if we're intentionally putting it there. And so, is there a way to do, in my dream world, it'd be five minutes every day, but maybe it's, Five minutes twice a week, right? Right, or 10 minutes on a Sunday, yeah, where you consciously say, We're going to build this in, we're going to make sure this happens
1: so that it doesn't get lost because those good times are part of what brings you back together, absolutely. And I noticed that when we played Sorry over the weekend, that like Mickey and I were like challenging each other, like. You know, he's like, oh, mom, I'm going to I'm going to get you this time. And, you know, like, it, like in a playful way, you know, it was like instead of, you know, it was bringing back some of the like little like jokey inside jokey type things that we had, you know, I when he that. was younger. So. So, yeah, I, I agree. Like, that's a really good way to, like, just forget about what needs to happen Mm -hmm. If we could do that daily, oh my gosh, if we could daily forget about what needs to happen for five minutes, I think that would change everybody's attitude on
0: life.
1: Yes, it would. And
0: (laughs) that is the magic of it, right? If you take five minutes a day to do something good as a family and brings you back together, it changes the other 23 hours and 55 minutes of it. It really, some of the way we resolve conflict is not actually about what we do in the moment of conflict, but what we do at the other times. So the other potential place to put this is if your kids have a hard time going to their bedrooms at night before bed, right? A lot of kids, when you're like, okay, it's time to brush your teeth and put on pajamas. They're like, I have a million things I have to do somewhere else in the house. But if it's brush your teeth, put on pajamas, and then we're going to go sit tonight in JJ's room, tomorrow in Mickey's room, and play five minutes of sorry, then there's a reason to go get ready for bed, something good and connective that's happening. And then you're sending them off to dreamland as a family unit, which is a really beautiful way to to end the day. And the truth is bedtime always, no matter how tight your bedtime routine is, you can always find five minutes of bedtime because there is an extra five minutes of running around or arguing or finding the pajamas or an extra glass of water. So fitting it in there is kind of organic. And if you're doing, so I know that I said with the cards to kind of paperclip it and put a post on whose pile is whose. If it's a board game, take a picture. So if you're playing, sorry, take your phone out, take a picture so you know where all the pieces are because the board game will get bumped right? Things will get shifted around. They cheated and moved it while we were sleeping. I have a picture. We'll just recreate it. I love the the enthusiasm for just building in the good because that is always my preference. But let's talk about what it really looks like when you have made a plan with your husband to divide and conquer, and then the kids decide that's not how we want it. I want mom, not dad. I want dad, not mom. No, no, no,
1: no, no. How does that unfold? And what do you end up doing? I mean, most of the time we're just like tough, <laughs> tough kids. This is how it has to be. Um, my job is pretty flexible. So I, you know, I don't have a lot of meetings, so I can, I can normally like stop work earlier and then just pick it up later at night. Cause it doesn't really matter. I don't, my, my hours are when I want them to be, which is great. It's why I stay at this job. <laughs> um, my husband Jacobs is not as flexible, but he can still, you know, if there's enough, ta- you know, planning ahead of time, he can say, "Okay, I I'll take off for this like hour. No one can schedule me for a meeting, so I can do this and that." But it's it doesn't it just doesn't happen very often. Like nor I mean we're kind of set in our routine. Our family f- thrives on routine. But there are days that I'm like, hey, I did not get enough work hours in and I really need to get this thing in before this time. Can you just, you know, and so he'll like step in. I think what has happened with JJ and Jacob at this point is that JJ just is like, okay, well, if fun dad shows up, then great. But if dad who doesn't have any patience doesn't have like already is just like, A little bit annoyed at the situation then he'll just totally go the opposite direction he'll just be like well I'm not even gonna listen to you at all and so then there's just already a conflict and that has that happens so often at this point that it's like that's their thing and I'm like well that shouldn't be your thing and then with Mickey and I like if I'm with him after school he's okay with it as long he's on this really big independence kick. And I, I keep telling him, Hey, I want to give you all of the independence because that makes my job easier. Like if I can trust you to do things without me hovering or telling you or blah, 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 like then I get to take a step back too. Like, and, and that, that means we just get like, we'll just come together for the fun stuff, you know? (laughs) Like, so as long as it's, a time where I can be like, okay, yeah, you can go to the library, you know, just be home in time to do your chores before soccer. Great. But if it is a time where it's like, no, you can't go to the library because you chose not to do all your chores yesterday. So now you have all these chores and blah, blah, blah. Then it's an instant like, Oh, you're so unfair. Dad never makes me do all this stuff. Blah, 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 blah. blah. You know, it's just like, okay, but (laughs) you know, so it kind of just depend you know and obviously everyone has their days their up days their down days you know i have days where i'm not as patient like kids have their days where they're just like angry for no reason you know like we all have our days um but it seems like those days like <laughs> go hand in hand with the opposite parent having to be (laughs) in charge. So I'm like, is this a pattern or just a a major coincidence (laughs) type of thing? Not a major coincidence. (laughs) You just said a
0: whole bunch of things. So I want to kind of step back Mm -hmm. and go piece by piece through them because I have multiple ideas for you. So the first thing that really stood out from what you said is that you said that your family thrives on routine. I love that you know that, that you are aware of that, that you have a routine in your family because we all thrive on routine. Even those of us who don't like routines, like I do different things every day, but there are routines within that that help me stay grounded and clear and able to do what I do. There is a routine when I record a podcast that allows this to actually happen. Without that, it's chaos and none of us really want to be 100% in chaos all of the time. It doesn't feel good to our nervous system. So the fact that you know that is huge and wonderful. The second thing about that, though, that you said is you said that when something needs to change, you talk to your husband about it. And then sometimes the kids are okay and sometimes not. Here's what I wonder. How is it communicated to the kids that there is a change in schedule? And that might be part of where the breakdown happens. So you can talk to your husband and you guys have your shorthand and you know, I need to get some work done or he has a meeting. So something needs to change. And you're like, okay, cool. And then the other parent just shows up to the kids. Yeah. And my guess is you just show up and expect them to roll with it, but have forgotten that all of those adult conversations that just happened were not with the kids. Correct. So the first step is... to find a way to talk to the kids when there is a change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess then we probably need to be a little more, um, just plan ahead a little bit more, like look at on the weekend, like look at the week and be like, okay, where might we find times when something needs to change in the normal routine? And that way we can talk about it with the kids ahead of time, instead of being like on the day of being like, Oh, you know what? Like, this is not going to happen. Can you just, and then, you know, that's going to happen anyway because life, but, but it doesn't need to happen all the time that way. Like we can try to plan in advance a little bit more. I mean, I'm a planner, so I'm constantly looking at the several calendars that i have throughout the house. <laughs> yes. Reminding myself okay, like this day, this day, this day okay. This is my routine in my head. Um but mm-hmm. just communicating more about it earlier in the week.
0: And communicating those routines out loud, right? So yeah. to the executive functioning teaching of our kids, you just said you look at all these calendars that are throughout the house and you're constantly in your head. OK, this is what's happening today. OK, it's Tuesday. So this is going on. It's Wednesday. This is what's going on. It's Friday. This is what's going on. Start saying that out loud yeah, so that your kids hear you, even if you're not talking to them. They'll be like, right. why is mom talking to herself about soccer practice and making dinner and who cares? But they will hear that that is how you process to organize yourself. So they will start to learn how to process and organize for themselves as they grow up. Ooh, I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Yes. The other thing that I might recommend, given that you do love to plan and have all these calendars, is to do a Sunday night family meeting. What does the week look like? What's happening? Where might there be unexpected changes? Like My plan is, to, is that I'm going to pick you up, JJ, on Wednesday, but maybe that's going to change. We're not sure. And so how does, if dad shows up at school to pick him up, do you talk to them and say, you know, if the other parent is there, they're going to tell you why once you say hello. So once you say, hey, how are you? I know you were expecting mom. She got pulled into a really important project that she couldn't get up from her desk. So you have me today. That one sentence can make them go, oh, I understand. Because otherwise they're just like, well, where is mom? Did she not want to play with me? Did she have a play date with her friend and like them better? Is she hurt and can't come? Did she get sick? Like all of these questions when we don't know that they don't realize are happening in their unconscious, but are there and it's unsettling. So that can be part of what's unfolding for them. So if you do a meeting, but also just at that Sunday meeting, be like, remember, this is our plan and sometimes plans change. So if there are unexpected things, we will explain it to you the best we can so that, that, gets com- that overt communication can be really powerful. Now, the one, so the one other piece around this routine is I would add in Mickey's independence. It sounds like when he pushes back and says, I wanna do it myself, I wanna go, you and or dad are saying, okay, sure, go as long as, and here's the contingency. What I wonder might work better is if you made a plan to build his independence so that you as the grown-ups were showing up and saying, you know what? I'm gonna pick you up from school or once you pick him up from school saying, okay now that we're here I was thinking maybe you wanted to go to the library and I'm gonna go home and get some stuff done and then you'll come back at you know five get your chores and then we'll go to soccer so that you're offering the independence so that you are intentionally creating spaces where you're saying to him, I see you want this. Let's do it intentionally. That might be in a meeting with him and dad and you where you're like, what are the things you want to work towards? Great. Let's make a plan together so that it's not always incidental and on the fly. And then it can also be that you and dad both know what the plan is. You're going to have different expectations and that's okay. So when he's like, well, dad doesn't make me do that. Okay. Well, you're with me today is a very quick answer to that. Because we don't know what he's saying to dad. He might be like, well, mom doesn't make me do this. We don't we don't know. And dad's answer should be like, cool, you're with me today. So it's not a competition between the two of you. It's not a, well, dad does it better or mom does it better. We're different people. We're going to hold different expectations. I'm asking you to do it this way. I've made a plan to build the independence for you that you're wanting. So
1: it all comes from a good place yeah that's that the different people holding different expectations I've tried to always you know like I say that to them like when they go to school and say hey you know I may let you do something differently on the playground than your teachers your teachers are in charge of you so that's you have to do what they're comfortable with you know same with like at another person a parent's house like their rules of their house are their rule. like you get a jump on our couch because we buy a cheap couch. Cause we know you're going to destroy it. They probably, they may not have done that. They may have a really nice couch that there's no jumping on. That's the rule. So like, you know, we try to like <laughs> instill that, but I guess when it comes to, to our family, like the different parents, we don't do that. You know what I mean? Like I, I'll be like, "Yeah, JJ, you want to climb to the top of that fence? Okay, I'll spot you." And my husband's like, "Why would you let him do that? That's so dangerous." I'm like, "I don't know, he can do it and I'm spotting him. It's fine." He's like, "Well, I don't feel comfortable doing that." I'm like, "Okay, so I'll let him know." You know, you know, and so
0: it's this it's the same thing that you do. I love that when you go to school, you're like, "Remember, your teachers are the one in charge and it might be different than me." Or at a friend's house, you know, this is this is not our house. So this parent may have a different expectation and we have to honor that. Same thing when it's you and your husband. It's the same conversation. It just feels different because you think of yourselves as a family unit and we have been told, we have been like sold this story that parents have to align in everything and that's not true. You have to align in the big things, right? The, the values you want to instill in your kids, the general bedtime where you want to send your children to school, like the big things you have to align on. But if for you bedtime, you know, if bedtime starts at 730 in your house and for you, that means the kids are in bed falling asleep by eight and your husband that's 815, that's fine. If it's eight versus nine, that's a big difference if you're seeing a difference in their energy level the next day. But nuances are going to be different. So you being okay with JJ climbing to the top and your husband not, totally cool. The, the, the trick to that is that when you are all together as a family, the two grownups being clear on who is in charge. So that when JJ says, mom, I want to go climb to this and you say, cool, I'm going to spot you, that JJ doesn't hear your husband then say, I don't want him to do that. That's not okay. What are you thinking? Why are you letting him do that? Yeah. And let me be clear, that happens on both sides. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's the okay, I'm we're going to the park. I'm gonna keep my eye on JJ. You keep your eye on Mickey. So we're all cool. So that if JJ runs up to the top of the pole, your husband can think, Oh my gosh, I would never let him do that. But your husband can also think, I love Mal, I know she's a good mom, and I trust that she has my kids' best interests in hand and she's the one in charge of JJ. So I'm going to let that go.
1: It's not my place to step in. That's, I think that is where we have a lot of work to do with, I mean, just like things at home. Like I, yeah, we tend to be more lenient with just different things. Like, you know, I'll be like, yeah, you want to cut the fruit? Grab a knife. Go ahead. Like, you'll you'll, (laughs) just be careful you know and he'll say no to that and and so like when he's making supper and they want to help he says no and they're like well why because I can do it with her you know but I'm you know like with Mickey I'm like no you have to come you have to do your chores before you do any fun and he's like well why when I'll get the chores done whenever I when I get them done within the time frame why can't I have the fun first And, and I'm just like I don't know because that's not how I was raised. I, you know what I mean. So like, we we both have our, our our places where it's like, where we don't align, and so it it is kind of confusing for the kids. But I guess if we keep reiterating the different people hold different expectations, the different, you know, the different person in charge, whatever they're comfortable with at the time is what has to happen. Yes, and, and to it may say- be disappointing at the time for you, but you know, the next time it'll be a yes, who knows, like. And to understand that it's,
0: it's not a disappointment. It's just, you know, for them to, for them to recode it and you to recode it. I get that you want to do this and this is me keeping you safe. This is me loving you. And it sounds like it's often when, you know, if dad's making dinner, he doesn't want them using the sharp knife to cut it when you're making dinner, you are great. Who's making dinner tonight. And so And so I would make that, again, more of that over communication, right? So we go into the kitchen and it's like, okay, you know, dad's like, all right, boys, it's you and me. We're making dinner. Mom's a sous chef tonight too. We're doing the thing. So then they know I'm not going to go grab the knife because dad never lets me cut because he doesn't. But if all four of you are in the kitchen and you're helping and dad's helping, they don't know where those lines are. So- If you are clear with the kids of who's in charge when, they're going to be able to then code switch because kids can do that really well. The other piece of that is that they know that if they say, well, mom lets me do it or well, dad lets me do it, it pushes your buttons. So you and your husband both need to get really comfortable with saying, I love that mom lets you do that. I'm not okay with that. So we're doing it this way. And then the final thing to consider is... Does your partner do it in a way that you actually want to accept, right? I heard you say, I want him to do his chores before he has fun because I, I was raised that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, some way, some way sometimes that means I actually believe that's important and good and necessary. And I, I believe that we have to do the hard thing and then celebrate with the fun after. Yeah. And sometimes we're like, well, I was raised that way. So I just do it that way. And it becomes an unconscious routine that we don't really believe in. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's just how it is, isn't
1: it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. But if your son really is responsible, because what you also said is he's like, I will get it done in the time frame. If he really will put all his clothes in the hamper and clean up his room and whatever he needs to be getting done before he goes to bed, does it matter? And do we as the grownups need to create more space and especially for Mickey, create more of that independence for him to choose?
1: Yeah. I, I love that this came up because I didn't even think about how how that even just like between my husband and I, like when we were first like living together, how like after supper I like to get up, clean the kitchen up and be done and, and then sit down where he's like, I want to eat and then I want to go sit down and like digest and, and like just enjoy like being relaxed. And then couple hours I'll go clean up. And I'm just like, I, I mean, it, like it has blown my mind that, that I'm just like, why would you want to do that? Don't you just want to relax them for the rest of the day? And, but that's just how he is. And, and I'm always just like, oh, procrastination, procrastination. But really like if, it, if it gets done in the time frame, then it's, then it doesn't matter when it happens. And so like, that's an adjustment that I've tried to have. It doesn't always Sometimes I'm just like, let me just do it. <laughs> you know, but
0: It's hard to recognize Mickey, that Yeah, There are so many ways to exist in the world. There are yeah. so many ways to do any of these things. And it's not about being right or wrong. And right. that's the big shift we have to get out of, that your husband's not wrong for his routine. As no. long as he's not piling up dishes and there are creatures living in your kitchen because there have been dishes sitting there for a month. Yeah. He's not, that's not what I'm hearing. Yeah. He just does it differently than you. So giving space for that to be okay. And that to be just as right as you doing it right away also takes the heat out of the conversation.
1: Yes. Yes. And then I have to apply that then also to Mickey as he's becoming more independent and doing his thing and, you know, like, Not just being like, okay, next up is this. And then going off and doing it, like JJ is still like, okay, mom, what's my next task? You know, like, Mm -hmm. so that's a good, I really love that you brought that up.
0: And what I love doing with kids Mickey, Mickey's age is running it as an experiment and saying that like, okay, I hear that you want to go to the library till whenever go to soccer and then do your chores after let's run the experiment. If your chores get done by the time it's bedtime cool we can this can be our new standard it's really hard for me because that's not how i do it but i hear that you want to try it so we're going to give it a try if it works awesome if not tomorrow we have to do it my way so it's and 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 i would say all of that because it lets him know that this isn't now the new standard now that you let him do it once it's not the new thing it right. teaches him how to earn responsibility if you show me you can do it i will let you do it you got to show me that. It also lets him know that you're growing alongside him. Yes. I'm uncomfortable with this, but I'm going to stretch and grow because you're growing and we we both have to do this. So it's not just they have to learn, they have to change, they have to adopt, but I'm doing this with you. And that really creates that sense of
1: community and family. Also, it shows him, him that even as an adult, there are times where you have to get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I did, I saw saw that you had a podcast, like like just came out that was like getting kids out of their comfort zone. I haven't listened to it yet, but I was just like, oh yeah, you mean like try anything new that's not, you know? And so like showing that, you know, like modeling that behavior as an adult can also like help him develop that.
0: Because our kids do what we model for them, what we want them to do. They follow our lead. So if we show them us growing and stretching, they are more willing to grow and stretch. If we show them doing hard things, they are more likely to do hard things. Yes. The episode that you're talking about, just in case you're listening and want to go find it, is season two, episode eight. Um, And it's a great, I mean, there's a lot of that modeling and a lot of that partnering that we talk about in it. So, there's one final piece that I want to make sure we address that you mentioned kind of in passing. And that was the energy dynamic between JJ and dad. And that if fun dad shows up, JJ's like, yes, I'm ready to hang with dad. And if crunchy dad, I'm going to use that word because that's the word I use when things are just hard, crunchy dad shows up, JJ's like, I'm out. And I think that that's really human of him. And we forget that as parents, we need to lead. If you show up into a business meeting, pissy and crunchy and angry at everyone, the client that you're trying to land is not gonna say yes. If you walk into a business meeting with your employees or when you're trying to land a new client, we put on a little bit of a like, hey, hey, let's do the thing because we're leading. It seems unfair that we have to do that in our home life, but when we have kids, sometimes, and I'm not saying all the time, you don't always have to pretend it's rosy, but we do have to show up for our kids. So what's happening in your husband's world that he's showing up crunchy? And can he put that aside? Is there a big project at work? Is there something else stressful in the adult work that he can say, okay, that's really hard. Like, I gotta go deal with taxes or house things or work things. I'm gonna put that down. I'm going to let go of that for these two hours and I'm going to be with my son so I can show up and be excited to see him Yeah. even though life is hard other places. And we do it in all other ways, but yeah. often with our family, we don't put it down.
1: Yeah. Cause the family is, I mean, they're the people that will always stay around no matter what. <laughs> so, and it's home, right? Yeah. Like we're used to being like, I'm home. I can be as crunchy
0: as we want. Yes. Yes. But it's important for us to discern like, Well, of course your son doesn't want to hang out with your husband when he's crunchy. I don't want to hang out with me when I'm crunchy. Why would anybody else? And so is there a way, because I'm guessing this happens for you too, for both of you to say like, I'm going to get my son, whichever kiddo you're getting, or I'm going to get both my kids and I love them. And I'm really grateful that I can be in a place where I can go get them. So I'm going to show up for them. Yeah. I'm going to show up in this moment and do this. And if I'm having a hard day, I'm going to tell them that. So it's not about sugarcoating and pretending, but it's about putting your angst and your anger and your frustration in the right place and not taking it out. Like you, he can show up to his kids and be like, Oh my gosh, JJ, I really need a hug from you. It's been a hard day, but I am so happy that I get to spend the next hour with you at the park because you are going to tell me a joke.
1: Can you tell me a joke to make my heart a little lighter? I love that. I, I tend to be the more positive person. Um, I mean, I've been with the kids from the beginning. So like, I, I was always like with them in their lives and I take joy in that. And not to say that he doesn't, but like, I, I will always be like, okay, I've had a hard day and i like that, but like, I can just like, like, whatever. I don't have to deal with that now. Um, he has a harder time with that. And especially if it's like, you know, now that we've built up so much, like, of the, just not going to listen. He doesn't even acknowledge that I'm in the room if you're in the room and things like that, like those feelings, um, you know, it's harder to go into a thing and be like, yeah, this isn't going to Like, you know, just be like, this is going to be fun. You know, <laughs> you know, so it, I, I see where he's having a hard time with that, but I do like what you said about the, like vocalizing that. Because we've taught, like, I've talked to Mickey about that because, like, he's kind of a keep it all together at school type of kid, you know, doesn't want to show any, like, that he's having any hard times or anything like that at school. But then comes home and then, like, has massive meltdowns. And I'll tell him, like, hey, if you had a hard day where you were keeping it together all day long, just come home and be like, mom, I've kept it together all day, but I'm exhausted now. So can you have a little bit more patience with me? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Thank you for letting me know that. Now I know where you are. And now I know how I can like be there for you. So if he can show up and be like, Hey, I've had a day, dude, I'm going to let go of that, but let's you and me have some fun. Can we start it right now? You know, like I think JJ would be receptive to that, you know, because that I mean, it just like lets everyone. It kind of like evens the playing field of like everyone now knows we're on the same page. We all know what's going on, and we can all act the way we need to act. So I, yes, I love that. I'm gonna star that on my yeah. notes. <laughs> and and the
0: other piece around that is that if if the routine is already that there is crunchiness and the expectation is well, like, he's not gonna listen, and this mm-hmm. is gonna be hard. And both of them are showing up with that energy. Yeah. Someone has to go first to change it. Yeah. Cause it's not gonna magically change. Right. It's not like one day it's just gonna be good. Right. We actually have to work to change that relationship, like any relationship. And the truth is, as unfair as it may feel, we as the grown-ups need to get out of the way and make the first step. Yeah. We have to make the men's. So your husband has to decide if he wants this to change, right? And and for you with with your own version of these dynamics, if we want to make a change, we have to be willing to show up differently first so that our kids can respond to us. And that might be showing up to JJ and saying, hey, it's been really hard between you and me lately. Can we go for a run around the block, just you and me, and be super silly together? Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of work stuff to do, but like- I want to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. And when we do that, kids are super receptive in all sorts of ways that we never expected. Yes. But we have to lead that. Definitely. And that energy dynamic is really powerful and important for us to remember.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, any little thing like that, even, it it makes both of you feel good. And that just, and then it just builds from there you know yes. i mean negativity negativity will do the same thing it will grow and grow and grow if you let it but like so will happiness so like try to mm-hmm. shift that way <laughs> yeah
0: so energy flows where focus goes mm. Ooh. so wherever you put your focus that's where the energy is going to go if you keep focusing on the negative dynamic in a relationship that will build if you put your energy on the positive mhm aspects of a relationship that will build yes it's where you focus okay so i want to know because we've talked about so many different Mm -hmm. things i want to know what is your golden nugget what is the one thing as we kind of bring all of these thoughts and ideas together one concept that you're like i'm gonna make sure that we go start putting this in place
1: today yeah um I would love to do the daily good times. And if it yes. if it can't be daily, then at least you know, a larger chunk weekly. Um that I started. I was just like get the good times in daily cuz yes. Even if it's like it means we read one less book to JJ. It it just means that we also like grew together as a family for five minutes, you know. So like that one for sure, and then just like you know, like the, the more communication. Like I, I think a lot of people like a lot of world problems center around lack of communication, and so if we're you know just like clear with the kids about who's in charge, you know, the different people with the different expectations and you know, and vocalizing our discomforts or our, you know, like what we might need as we come into like, you know, when we pick them up, you know, things like that, just like making sure everyone knows all of this stuff because like, we're not mind readers. So get it out there. Yes, 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 yes. Because you're not
0: mind readers and they're not mind readers. And in thinking about some of the things you've said, especially just at this end of you wanting Mickey to come home and tell you that he had a hard day, he kept it all together, and he needs you to give him a little more space and compassion. Yeah. The way he's going to learn that faster is if you model it for him, if dad models it for him, if this becomes part of how the family talks. Yes. Yes. So I love that. I love that those are your two golden nuggets. I love that your golden, the biggest one is that you're gonna add the go-to glitter every day. Because I think if just that, you will see so many different pieces shift and change and improve from that.
1: Yes, I do too. Joy begets joy. Yes, (laughs) this
0: was so fun. This was so full of so many different tools and strategies that I'm really excited for you and your family and for the listeners. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, Mel, for being here and being transparent and sharing about your family. Thank you and I'm so excited to hear how it all unfolds for you. Yes, thank you so much and thank you for listening. I know your time is precious and limited. I'm grateful that you shared it with us today. What's your one takeaway? Just one small step can make a big difference. Make sure you know when new episodes come out by subscribing here and joining my mailing list at drmarcy.com backslash podcast. Do you want to be a guest on a future episode of Love Your Family again and again and again and again? Then go to drmarcy.com backslash podcast guest and let me know. Finally, do you need individualized help for your family? Then go to drmarcy.com backslash contact and connect with my team to learn how we can help you. Remember, blue skies are ahead and we're going to get there together.